Good morning, everybody. This is Grant from State of the Spark. We've got a quick show for you today. I'm so excited to be back. We're going to be talking about something I think you absolutely need to hear. It's paradigm shifting. It will open your eyes, and it's the ability to hold the gestalt optical illusion of success. How to actually see through the optical illusion of success. We're going to be covering that this morning. Super excited about that. But before that, you know we've got a little bit of other news. And before all of that, you know we're going to start with morning cup of gratitude. What are you grateful for? What are you excited about? I want to hear it in the comments. Let's start this lovely week together with a morning cup of gratitude. Share in the comments what you're grateful for. I am massively, massively grateful to no longer be sick. I came down uh, with a sniffle a week and a half ago, and it is completely off the books. I was up some nights restless, but I had a lot of great rest this weekend. I am super grateful to be healthy. Can we not be grateful for health? Uh, health is wealth, right? Like, I mean, of all the wealths you could have, of all the types of wealth you could have, health is wealth, and it will be the last wealth you hold, believe it or not. At the end of your days, I'm super grateful to be close with my cousins. They're going through, uh, we're all going through some things together as a, as an extended family. I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for some of the financial freedom that we've been experiencing lately. That's what I'm grateful for. What are you grateful for? What's getting you started? What's getting you out of bed? What's getting you pumped this weekend or this week? I want to hear in the comments below what you're grateful for. Listen, if you cannot find something to be grateful for, make something up. Do not start your day. Do not start your week without being able to see gratitude. And hopefully that will help you feel grateful. And if you can feel grateful, you'll get that extra oomph to get the personal power you need and the personal focus you need to move forward. What are you grateful for? Tell me. I could just keep going. I'm grateful for protein powder, believe it or not. I'm grateful for planning. I'm grateful for health. I'm grateful for gym. I could just keep going. What are you grateful for sincerely in your heart? I'm grateful for community. I'm grateful for the show. I'm grateful for the audience. What are you grateful for? Let's talk about uh, other things we're grateful for real quick. I'm grateful for our discord. We got a great community growing. We've got another set of office hours for the discord community for spark citizens. we are got that coming up this Wednesday. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for our supporters through Patreon. If you like shows like this, please consider being a patron. You're supporting the shows. You get first access to my trades. You get first access to books we're releasing and courses we're doing and how we're training and equipping the world to live a life more fulfilled. Check out the patron and consider becoming a supporter. Thank you for all you do. Now, please take a second if you're just popping in to tell us what you're grateful for, but let's talk about other news. News that'll make you smarter. News that'll make you a cosmopolitan. Let's talk about the Planetary Parade. <laughs> yes, five planets, five whopping planets are all getting together and putting on a parade. From uh, from uh, last two, the last time this occurred was in uh, 2004, and it will not occur again until 2040. Yes, starting roughly on the summer solstice. Now, for those who don't know, the summer solstice is June 21st. And this is when we're officially entering summer. And now, if you're in Florida, as we are, Central Florida, it's hot. It's been really hot. And everyone's like, I can't believe how hot it is. And it's not even summer yet. On the 21st is roughly when the summer solstice comes and throughout all of time and all of history. This is roughly what people have agreed, at least in the modern era, of when summer is beginning 
It will be beginning uh, tomorrow, actually, is the 21st. So that is when this begins. It's Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and with a special guest. That's the five planets, and they're all in a row in the uh, eastern sky. So how to see this best is from tomorrow morning on, from about an hour before sunrise, look east. And you'll see these planets. I know it appears that they're actually lined up in a row. The truth is, is they're not. They're cabillions, not really. They're millions of miles away from each other. They're very far. But it, that's what makes it so special is that it's a unique view to actually see these five planets. Now, if you actually put on your calendar Friday, the 24th, Friday, go out on Friday morning at 5 a.m., set your alarm for 4.30, make a cup of coffee, Go outside, and roughly at 5 a.m. before sunrise, you will actually see a special guest to this five-part parade. It will become six parts. I don't know what a six-part parade is called, but the moon in a crescent will form and appear between Venus and Jupiter Friday morning. So you will get six astronomical bodies, astrological bodies, astronomical bodies, floating in space right for your delight. And it hasn't happened since 2004 and won't happen again for another 18 years and 2040. If you want to read more about that, check out this lovely article. There we go, right there, right there. There you go. You've got the link in the comments below. That's how you can see something absolutely divine, absolutely rare. These are rare treasures. These are what we call forever moments, not just because it's planets and moons but because it's a rare thing that people will very rarely get to see. Who knows what 2040 is going to be like? Who knows if I'm going to be here? Who knows if you're going to be here? So why not take the time now, stop and smell the roses, or in this case, check out the planets. Let's talk about other news. Let's talk about the markets. <laughs> TradFi markets uh, are generally up in the pre-market situation today. The Dow is up 0.52%. That's promising. The S&P is up 0.73%, which is also kind of promising. And the NASDAQ is up 0.85%. The futures or the pre-market uh, is all up a little bit. And that's hopeful. A lot of people have had some painful weeks. And if you're a trader, meaning you like to flip these things, you're probably hurting. It, when it comes to trading, I don't believe in trading. And if you see any of my advice online, it has nothing to do uh, with A, my advice to you. It's actually what I'm doing. But B, it all comes from the perspective of being an investor, not a trader. If you're a trader, someone's going to get caught left. Uh, someone's going to get left caught holding the bag. That means you might get out, but the person on the other end of that trade might actually take a sting. And some people like that competitiveness. I do not. I believe in investing. I believe in buying and holding things that you love uh, for the long term because you understand and you believe in the project. So if the trade, if the, if the markets are up in pre-market, good on you. Maybe you can actually have some decent trading days. Great. I don't really care. But hopefully I share that because you start to think positively about yourself, positive about the week. In the DeFi markets, Bitcoin is actually up almost 5%, 4.81% to $20,530. I personally am watching for Bitcoin to hover between twelve dollars and 15000 before it recovers. I believe we're in this for the long haul. Myself, I am preparing 
uh, to be in this for the long haul. And I'm preparing to buy a dollar cost average on the way down and increase my holdings and then watch that thing climb back up past 60,000. We'll see. I could be made to look foolish, but my investments span long beyond crypto. We have investments in real estate. We have investments in the traditional markets. We have investments in businesses and we're owners of businesses. So I don't believe crypto is the only thing, but crypto is the news thing. Ethereum is up 7.54% to 1120 it was down. It made it below 800. Bitcoin made it below 18,000. And Cardano ADA is up 4.7% to 48.489 cents, roughly 49 cents this morning. You know I'm enjoying that because I will continue to be dollar cost averaging that. Let's talk about Jeff Koons on the moon with his moons. <clears throat> Not many of you might be familiar with the artist by the name of Jeff Koons. This artist is uh, popular or has been popular within the art circles for doing giant sculptures. He was uh, he made the news when he became the second richest artist for a sculpture he made called Rabbit. That's simple, Rabbit. And it looked like a Mylar balloon kid's toy, but it was a solid metal sculpture. And it was huge, humongous. He does these that look like balloons or look like toys, but they're large and in charge. His uh, rabbit sculpture sold for $91 million. Well, Jeff Koons is on a new journey, specifically with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is planning for one of the first return private trips to the moon. Jeff Koons has 125 moon sculptures. These are known as the phases of the moon or moon phases. There's 125 of them, these sculptures. Now, he made miniatures of all of these sculptures to display at Art Basel in Switzerland. And at Art Basel in Switzerland, they're on display to be sold as NFTs because the sculptures themselves will go to the moon. But Jeff Koons wanted to prove ownership, and so he's making these available as NFTs to the original buyers in order to fund these art sculptures going to the moon. Now, people will be approximately 300 kilometers away from their sculptures. That's fine. They will be viewable as we have more and more visitors to the moon but this will be the first time there is an art installation on the moon and it makes sense that jeff coons is the one who actually put these sculptures on the moon yes we tried to rhyme that as much as humanly possible if you want to read more about art basel in switzerland which is kind of like the 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 a-lister here let's put that there the a-lister of oh i put it on the wrong thing let me put that link there and then i put the accuweather link in the wrong place uh, art Basel, Switzerland is the best of the best as it comes to uh, art shows and art galleries. They have expanded to Art Basel, Miami, and have a moving brand for that. But if you want to see more about Jeff Koons and his sculptures and how they're going to the moon and they're being sold as NFTs and you too can own one, and they're going to be loaded up on a Starliner starship for Elon Musk and be taken to the moon for the first private, privately directed, privately funded uh, rocket ship to the moon. That, my friends, is other news. Let's talk about success optical illusions and gestalt theory to kick off your week. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> so this last weekend, I had a post that actually got some uh, tense conversations. For those who follow me, they know that some of my posts can gain tense conversations now and again. Uh, and there was some rejection. I posted actually about crypto. Surprise, surprise there. And someone came out and said, do you need to quit peddling your stocks? And they 
were projecting that I was telling everyone to go buy stocks now. No, I'm always sharing what I'm doing. I'm sharing what I'm doing with real estate. I'm sharing what I'm doing with fitness. I'm sharing what I'm doing with all of my freedom experiments. And so I'm also doing that with crypto. I'm unabashed about that. And I don't make advice for other people, so do your own research. But I posted on there, and I posted a follow-up comment. And the follow-up comment was something to the lines of this. There are those who will dollar cost average and buy in, and there will those who will throw stones. And the investors will get quiet. The haters will get loud on the way down. As the market goes down, investors get quiet because they're focused. Uh, but the haters go, see, I told you so. The market's down, and where are you at now? Why aren't you bragging? Why aren't you talking? And then when the market goes up, the haters get quiet because they're looking silly, but investors are proud of themselves, and they were, they're they excited, and they want to share their wins. So the haters get quiet on the way up and loud on the way down. Investors get quiet on the, uh, loud on the way up and quiet on the way down. I had a friend, Root Patel, who jumped in on this post, and he simply said, Hmm, interesting dilemma. You could opt to not play the game at all. And he wasn't referring to not playing the stock game. He wasn't referring to uh, anything except playing the false dichotomy that there are investors and that there are haters. And this was wisdom from Root Patel. I followed up and said as much. This is evidence of a mind that is not limited by the apparent false dichotomies they are handed. In context, it appears that there are opposing sides, investors, haters, armchair quarterbacks, the left, the right, liberals, conservatives, males, females, LGBTQ supporters and allies, and those who are antagonistic to LGBTQ. Pick a political topic and you have obvious, false dichotomies. They seem that they're in opposition, but truly they're not. In fact, I just saw an episode of Peaky Blinders, and it was the latest season and in one of the episodes, uh, the main character uh, pointed out that this is not two sides on a spectrum. These are the extremes in a circle that meet on the opposite side. You see, there's the moderates on one side of the circle and the extremists on the other, and they're looking awful lot alike. And Rupa Patel was very wise to say you don't, you could opt out of playing the game. And I followed up, yes, you could do a lot of other things. If you zoom out of the context of the conversation, there are far more options than the two false dichotomies you are handed in any given situation. Now, this often happens when it comes to goals, and this is a problem because what's quite often handed to people as it comes to goals is they're either goal setters or they're not. They're, they're either goal setters and they follow a path towards a goal or they fly by the seat of their pants. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so it, it appears that when it comes to goal setting, you have a dichotomy, but it is a false dichotomy. And this is something that I'm often trying to clarify to those who are trying to set goals, that it you don't have to choose one or the other. In fact, it is both. Now, you might have seen something that reveals this in a most excellent way. Gestalt theory of psychology is a lot of things. But the one that you might actually know, Gestalt theory, some of you might have heard the term and you might not know what they believe. But what is Gestalt theory? Well, we won't go into Gestalt theory, but the, we will go into the pop culture item you are familiar with. And it is the optical illusion of the old hag or the young lady. Let's actually look at that real quick. You see, we've got... This optical illusion, which many people might actually be familiar with. 
you might actually know this optical illusion from grade school. I was first introduced to this optical illusion in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People as we talked about paradigms. Now, as this optical illusion goes, on one end, you have the hag. This is her mouth. This is her haggard nose. This is her eye. This is her hair. She's a babushka who's wearing uh, a kerchief over her head, and she's looking down and to the left. And then if you switch your paradigm, you will see that this is the jawline of a young lady looking away. There's her nose. There's her eyelash looking away. This is her ear. This is her hair. She's wearing uh, a little bit of a florid sort of cape uh, of some kind. This is a, neck or a necklace of some kind, and she is looking away from you off to the left. Now, you have seen this optical illusion in your day, uh, no doubt, and I have seen this optical illusion in my day. Now, I bring this up for a specific reason, and it shows that paradoxes happen in all situations. So is it the old lady or is it the young girl? You know that you can teeter between the two, but I challenge you for a second. Can you see both at the same time? Just look at the picture. Can you actually look at this picture and see both at the same time? Chances are you cannot see both at the same time. Now you can acknowledge if you if for example you can adjust your eyes to see the young lady looking away to the left, you can in your mind still acknowledge that there's another way to look at this, which is an old babushka hag looking down and to the left. And then if you switch your view and choose to see the old hag, you can still in the back of your mind acknowledge that if I looked at this another way, I could honestly see the young lady looking away. Now, this paradox is very, very important. This paradox is important because I want you to acknowledge that there are ways to acknowledge that both views exist, but you are looking at a primary one at the moment. You can accept the paradox without having to choose to see one or the other. In fact, you can what we call quantum jump, or you can paradigmatically leap. If you actually look at the word paradigm, which we'll save for another day, it actually adds to this idea. I encourage you to look up the definition of paradigm and its etymology. Now, we know this happens with optical illusions. We know that we can see, let's see if we can pull it up here. Here, let's do this, and let's put it in the corner. Oh, will you let me? It's not going to let me bring it up like that. We know that we can accept these paradoxes when it comes to optical illusions. We've often heard, um, you've often heard uh, um, uh, Bob Proctor say, is there writing on the cover of this book? This is another one. Is there writing on the cover of this book? And you can say, no, there's no writing on the cover of this book. No problem. There's no writing on the cover of this book. And I say, there is. And you say, there's no writing on the cover of this book. And we could argue about this, depending on if we were leftists or rightists or whatever our political leanings were or whatever our belief set were. There's no writing on this unless you see that there is at least from my point of view. We've heard this in uh, Ben Kenobi, right? His major view of the Jedi is things can be seen as all things are reality as long as you can see it from a, a certain point of view. But for some reason, we know that the, though the, we know this works when it comes to optical illusions. We do not extrapolate this principle to things like goal setting. You see, with State of the Spark, we believe in igniting lives of explosive significance. We believe you should have very clear very smart, big goals. And I believe you, these goals should drive you. I believe these goals should inspire you. I believe these goals should fill you with meaning. 
I believe that that successes, goals, and all the rest is commentary, as Brian Tracy said in his book, Flight Plan. Successes, goals, and all the rest is commentary. But for those who like to live by inspiration, as I do, who like to live by intuition, as I do, who like to enjoy the spontaneous, as I do, you often can be concerned that those who are goal setters are too dogmatic and you would become too dogmatic and therefore you can't enjoy the moment. I present for your consideration, if you can take the principle of optical illusions, of the ability to see paradoxes or at least acknowledge them while only being able to use your brain to notice one or the other, I believe you can actually have both. In fact, said another way, I believe if you cannot accept paradoxes, you will not be able to enjoy one or the other. Hear me out on this, especially as it comes to goals. For example, if you are only a dogmatic goal setter, and you set very clear goals, as I believe in, very clear, very vision-driven, emotional about your goals. How will your life be when you hit financial freedom? How will your life be when you finally have abs? How will your life be when you finally have that dream partner or that dream job? I believe that vision needs to be very clear in your mind. And I need, I believe you need to be emotionally pricked, emotionally inspired by that dream. I think you should spend time a good long time on a Saturday afternoon when no one's asking anything of you and you need to sit alone in your mind and visualize in your mind palace this thing happening and visualize all the senses, see, taste, touch, hear, uh, smell, the whole thing needs to come to your senses so that you can actually feel this dream coming out. And then I believe you should write it out. And then I believe you should do some steps, which I'll cover in a second, that this vision of the future should be so big in you. But if you do that too much, you will miss the serendipitous appointments that are happening in your life, probably quite often to help you achieve your dream. You ever hear about the old axiom of, I pray to God, the, the rivers was floating and I got on top of my roof and as I saw the waters rise, I prayed to God, hey, send, come and get me, Lord, save me. And a boat comes along and says, hey, jump on the boat. You said, no, 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 I'm waiting on God to save me. And a helicopter comes along later while they're praying and they say, God, save me. And a helicopter comes along and says, hey, in a helicopter. And they say, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to save me. And lo and behold, they drown and he gets into heaven and God said, I sent you a boat and I sent you a helicopter. We miss these serendipitous moments because we become dogmatic about our vision. I believe society, if it, if it erred on any side, it's too pragmatic and it doesn't dream big enough and it doesn't set goals. And that's why I hit on goals so much because society doesn't do it enough. But I believe if you're too dogmatic, you'll also miss, and miss the serendipitous moments. Now, for those who are on the opposite side of this spectrum, who are too dogmatic about intuition, who are too dogmatic about serendipity, you will actually be what was known as a wandering generality. As Zig Ziglar said, you could be a wandering generality or a meaningful specific. A wandering generality says, I'm waiting for intuition. I'm waiting for inspiration. And then they have desires, but they're avoiding goal setting. But they have desires, but they're avoiding goal setting. And they wonder why life doesn't happen for them. I'm waiting for these divine inspirations and they might find some uh, lightness of being or they might find some joy in moments more often than other hardcore planners, but they still in the back of their mind have a dis-ease and uneasiness that the bigger desires of their heart aren't manifesting the way they want. And it is because they don't believe in goal setting. These are the opposite sides of extremes. And do I believe they should meet in the middle? No, far from it. I believe they should be able to hold 
the paradox in their mind that there should be very clear goals. But in the moment they should be able to release these goals and stay with eyes wide open. In fact, I would present for your consideration that if you cannot hold the paradox of goal setting and inspiration, serendipity, following the inspiration of the moment, I believe you will never enjoy either. The serendipitous person who is just dogmatic on, I'm not going to set goals, I'm not going to set goals, that person will have enough uneasiness in their life that things aren't happening, they're not getting the things they want, though they're having serendipitous moments, they are getting those. Life's not all serendipitous moments. And when people ask, hey, how can I help you? They're not really sure. They just have these big goals and they have no real plans. So they don't know how people don't know how to help them or interface with them. And they slowly start to not enjoy the serendipity as much. And it starts to become wobbly. And they only have one modality and that's serendipity. And they're not able to enjoy anything else. And life is far more than that. So because they can't hold the paradox and they only have one, they're actually not able to enjoy even it. And similarly, if someone is dogmatic about goal setting and all they focus on is big goals, big goals, big goals, and it's, I want the goal and nothing else, they will never enjoy the serendipity of people coming along and saying, hey, I can help you. And they're like, well, this is my plan and this is what it is. And they're so intense that they can't enjoy themselves, let their hair down. They repel people actually by their dream. If they're dogmatic about it, they can't enter into the moment where they connect with the people who are willing to help, the people feel like they just want to get something out of me. And as such, they actually don't manifest their dreams and the goals that they had set because they're actually repelling people more than attracting them because they're not able to enjoy the paradox of it's not one or the other, but it's both. And it's not a mediocre version. It's actually the two of them existing at the same time. I think you get what I'm saying. You can enjoy more of life. You can ignite more lives of explosive significance. You can ignite your life of explosive significance, not if you're a one-trick pony. You have to be able to uh, hold both possibilities in, there, in your mind and then adjust your view as it serves the moment best to move forward towards your goals the most and serve the most amount of people. It's like being able to choose let's look. It's like being able to choose. Come on. Oh, there we go. There we are. It's like being able to choose which of these views, the old hag or the young lady, depending on how it serves society, your goals, your goals in the situation best. And being nimble-minded enough to know, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not in the political party known as the old hags. I'm not in the political party known as the young ladies. I'm not in any one of these. I'm both. I'm paradoxical, and I'm okay with that paradox. And if you can apply this to your goals, you can enjoy far more of reality. A few quick steps that I recommend you try this week. Number one, set big goals. Take time aside. All the goal setting. Go find my book, The Top 100 Dream Igniter, which is on the shelf right here. It's available on Amazon. Go buy it. The link is in the comments below. The Top 100 Dream Igniter. Set big, clear, specific goals. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Give yourself these goals and then push towards them. And if they fail, that's okay. Switch over to the paradigm of serendipity in the moment. But the step number one, set big, very big, very clear goals. Fantasize, meditate, go watch our other shows about fantasy and meditation. Step two, 
reverse engineer this thing, plan steps from there, from the goal, and reverse engineer back to where you are today. This will give you a dose of reality as it stands today. It will give you a dose of reality of what it will take, but it will also account for your big dreams. Step three, out loud. Get out loud. Rehearse your goals once in the morning and once at night. It's five minutes in the morning to say your goal out loud in the present possessive tense. I am 178 healthy, fit, strong pounds. I am creating $15,000 a month completely passive income. These are my two biggest goals right now. We have more wealth. We make more income. We have a lot more than that, but truly passive income, right? Setting two very clear goals out there. Then reverse engineer those steps to today. Then repeat them out loud twice a day. You are only giving of the day, that of the week, that Saturday time, maybe about an hour on a Saturday. Now, maybe about five or 10 minutes in the morning, five or 10 minutes in the evening to say these things out loud so it's anchored into your reticular activating cortex, your subconscious mind. Step four, resolve then. Now that you've put this in you and you know that you have the confidence that you're moving confidently and boldly towards your goal, then anchor yourself in the present moment and put your radar up for serendipitous moments that help you align with your goal. This is you accepting the paradox. You paradox jumped from complete goal setting now to complete serendipity with goal set with your goal in mind. Not with ambiguity in mind, but with your goal in mind. And now you're going, hey, what could the day bring? Now you're a good finder. What is working out for me today? How can I serve other people today? How can I give today? Why? You're, what about your big goals? Hey, man, they're planned. I'll revisit them tonight. I'm working on them in the morning. On Saturday, I'll do a huge rehearsal and dust them off and say them out loud. But right now, my heart is in the moment. I'm available for you. I'm available for my loved ones. I'm available for the work at hand. And my radar is always going, how does this connect to my bigger vision? But you can, you can commit yourself to the moment, to the serendipity, because you've taken care of the planning. Number five, choose the view that helps you move towards your goal the most in the moment. Let's say in the middle of this work day, it's Monday and all this stuff comes at you and you've got a lot of responsibilities and you're starting to feel overwhelmed. If you took a time out and took a coffee for five minutes and rehearsed your bigger goal, it can give context to which of the things you should focus on in the moment. This is how you adjust the paradigms. Well, if it was only serendipity, you would just work on everything they gave you. If it was only goals, you'd say no to everything and repel everyone. But when you allow yourself to hold paradoxes, like the optical illusion of the old hag and the young girl, you will adjust and look at one, then you'll adjust and look at the other, and then you'll make a choice of what, what, which creates that image easiest. This is how you use, here we go, this is how you use this optical illusion and the idea of paradigm shifting, quantum shifting, and enjoying paradoxes to achieve your goals. Now, the question is this, where else in your life do you have false dichotomies? Where else in your life do you have seeming false dichotomies that if you had one or the other, there's aspects of both that could benefit you, benefit your loved ones, benefit your big dreams? And how can you cultivate a life that allows you to quantum jump, that allows you to paradigmatically shift, look at both views, not accepting either one or choosing the one that benefits the situation most or choosing them both in the right time? And that's the thing. Both paradigms, all paradigms are correct. 
given a long enough timeline. Traders versus investors. Traders are looking at trading day in and day out. Some days you win, some days you lose. Over a long enough timeline, traders will, if they're trading, if they're like put traders or call traders, they'll all be right given a, a certain timeline. What about investors? Will investors nearly always win over a long enough timeline? Except when you hit generation three and four, and then as an investor, you start to look silly because your kids have spent it all. Well, what was the paradigm? Was it all about investing? No, in that case, it was about investing versus values. Values with your family. Should I spend more time working? There's all of these false dichotomies in your life, and I encourage you, adopt, absorb, take into you as many different paradigms as possible. Don't say I'm in this camp or in that camp. The more paradigms you take into you, the more tools you have in the tool chest to adjust your vision for the moment to serve the best outcome for those around you that you want for yourself and you want for your loved ones. I call this basically success optical illusions. Can you wield that this week? Is that helpful at all? Why are we talking about any of this mess? We're talking about it because of the mission. Yes, I want you to join our Discord. Yes, I want you to join our Patreon. Yes, I want you to get massive breakthroughs. But no matter what you do this week, I'd love for you to apply this principle to help you achieve the mission. And that's simply igniting lives of explosive significance, starting with your own. Have a great week.